0: Oh.
1: And it's just not that simple, not that easy. There's so many other steps you have to do. And that's why we make sure that education is a big component when it comes to the Black and black community, because not only do we want to educate our business, owners, but we also want to educate the consumers. This is
0: Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond.
2: Wouldn't you like to be a guest on Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham? Well, well The link is in the show notes. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Greetings. Reading. Reading. Blair Durham. Welcome, welcome, welcome
0: to this 142nd edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Very excited to share with you all. Today's show is sponsored by Milestone Mental Health Agency, as well as Apex Financial Group and the COO team. Also grateful to our sponsors at Truist. We are excited this week. We are focused on women and equality. Everything that we do is about entrepreneurship and building wealth wealth. So today is certainly no exception. Joining me now is Tanya Battle. She is a wealth advisor with Truist Bank. She and her team work to provide exceptional personalized service to their clients, as well as those families with more than 28 years of financial services experience. She's learned the value of truly listening to her clients, providing them with solutions that they need in order to help them achieve their financial goals. She maintains her series seven, as well as her series 66 uh, securities registrations, as well as life and health insurance. I'm so excited to have you today, Tanya. How are
3: you? I'm doing wonderful thank you so much Blair and hello to your audience out there this is such a pleasure
0: yeah no pleasure's all mine I wanted to share more kind of there a lot of the work that you've done and the boards that you serve on and so forth But I think some of that will come out as we start to have uh, a conversation so our focus today is around this um women and equality piece um, mm-hmm. tomorrow is going to mark the anniversary of women actually achieving their right to vote of course our angle is economics and just so thought it would be um, pertinent to have a conversation with you um, especially in light of the upcoming event and so i thank you for being here so tell us about your role truest and how long you've been in that role
3: So, yes, um, as you stated, my title is wealth advisor, but I'm really a relationship manager. So in that role, I'm an advocate for my clients. I work with high network individuals and their families, and I've I've actually been at Truist now for 10 years. But in this particular role as a wealth advisor for a little over six, and um, as you alluded to in the beginning actually it's about 29 years, almost 30 years of experience in financial services. So um, I love what I do. And it's, it's just a pleasure working with folks, their families, and then also the community. So you and I connected on some of the work that I do outside of my main job at the bank. I, I also do a lot in the community as it relates to financial wellness and working with nonprofits.
0: Awesome, awesome. So women in leadership roles uh, really continue to be on the rise and a lot of corporate environments include strengthening women in leadership as a core and a best practice. How is this leveling the
3: playing field and what new opportunities can women now enjoy? Well, you know, I would say that we are definitely breaking that glass ceiling, if you will. Uh, We're now entering the ranks of CEO and senior executives. I have seen that over my career. Um, I would say that in my almost 30 years in financial services, I met one female bank president and that was in Richmond, Virginia. We, We have more now and definitely more who are leading the way more than ever before. But as you know, Blair, you know, there still aren't as many as we would like to see in the industry, you know, or just in corporate America in general. But I would say that we have data now and this data has actually pointed out some of those disparities. And now companies are actually taking a closer look internally and it's helping them to make some changes. And the changes that they're making, it's actually helping to provide more opportunities for women to take the lead, more opportunities for women to move up in ranks. And I'd say it's really just about leveling the playing field to provide the opportunities for advancement. Um, women, we're, we're not asking for anything more uh, than anybody else. We're not ask, asking for preferential treatment. We're just asking that we're looked at uh, just like men and we're being given those same opportunities to display our talents. And so I think when these corporations um, start to implement these practices and developing women and supporting them, they'll see the positive effects that it has on that corporate, the corporate culture and the growth of their organizations.
0: That's such a good point you raise, because a lot of times that's what comes up is, oh, you know, they want special treatment. And that refers to any kind of protected class of individuals. Um, Mm -hmm. But the recognition that when we diversify our talent, it actually benefits the organization as a whole. Certainly, it's, you know, that's true as it relates to gender. It's true as it relates to race. Um, so I appreciate you kind mm-hmm. of that point out. Um, yes. so women may find building banking relationships daunting. Uh, they may even deal with some discrimination in that process. Um, and it may discourage them from really um, accessing these all important Relationships, what is the importance of establishing a banking relationship and what advice would you give uh, on on starting
3: with? Well, I'm, I'm actually glad that you asked this particular question because I often speak about it, about developing a relationship with your local banker. We we kind of have to go back to the basics. When I started, uh, everybody knew their local banker. You know, people would come in on a daily basis to the bank. It was kind of like the hub of the neighborhood. But I think that uh, people need to realize bankers are they help to they're like key drivers of small business and in, in the small business community. And especially when you have a relationship with a branch manager. They're like that connection to every single area of the bank. I don't think that people realize that, but your branch manager, they have a wealth of knowledge and connections, and they're the perfect connector, especially for women. So some of these bankers on a local level, they're able to make decisions themselves. And if they are not able to make those decisions when they're helping, when it comes to lending and opening new accounts, they know the right partner to bring in to help you. So that's why it's very important because they can be an advocate for you and they can help to push back if an unfavorable decision is to come in because they know who you are. They know your story and they know how to explain it. So they know the why and the how. And if you do not have a relationship with a local banker, I would suggest for all of your listeners out there to go ahead and schedule an appointment. Go in and sit down, meet with your branch manager or that small business banker, talk to them, let them get to know you and your story. And I guarantee you that's something that you will never forget because you'll come out of there with, as I always say, a wealth of knowledge. Knowledge is power. So if you don't know what your bank has to offer, I mean, you don't know where to start and sometimes get that help that you need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great point that. often awesome think about um, you know, the impact of COVID-19 on mm-hmm. businesses, women-owned businesses, and how critical the banking relationship was um, mm-hmm. when the pandemic first hit and how it kind of continues to be um pivotal for, for business owners, you know, um, and talking with our members that had banking relationships, they were able to, um, get that PPP knocked out in a matter of minutes, you know, and those that didn't, they really scrambled, you know, and a lot of them did not access PPP at all. First draw, second draw, you know, Uh Uh one of the things that I've been become passionate about as well.
3: Exactly. And another recommendation I would make, Blair, is for your listeners to become a member. I mean, of your organization, Black Brand, I want to say congratulations on all that you are doing. I watch you on your social media. I know I'm not in the Tywater area, but we have a lot of connections, especially Mr. Mark Johnson from Truist, our um, CRA Community Development Manager. And I know he does a lot and he partners with you and we're able to support you and all that you're doing. So congratulations to you and thank you for what you're doing for the small business community, especially for minority small business owners. Um, Yes, I'd like to say that I think it's important for your listeners to know that connecting with an organization like Black Brand or their local chamber of commerce or the Metropolitan Business League, which I'm actually on the board. um, These organizations provide so many benefits to their members. They help you with connections. They help you with educational opportunities, grants and exposure. And all of those things were highlighted during the financial crisis that we just experienced from the pandemic. But I think a lot of the members were able to benefit by being connected to these organizations because they had the access to money to provide grants. They had the access to corporate partners. And a lot of our Our members, I know through the Metropolitan Business League and some of your members, were definitely able to thrive even in the midst of COVID-19. And then there were new businesses that were created during the pandemic. So I think it's very important to to align yourself with the right organization that's going to benefit you.
0: Yeah, two things I've been saying as of late is, one, there's never been a better time to be a business owner because there's so many programs that provide support. But by the same token, there's never been a better time to be connected to a chamber of commerce for all of the reasons that that you just enumerated or, you know, a business association that has those that power and those connections. So mm-hmm. let's let's go on. Um Thinking about a recent report by Forbes, and this is kind of mind-blowing, right? Mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. And you think, yay, you know, kudos to Black women. But only yeah. 3% of those that are actually starting businesses go on to actually develop and operate mature businesses. Um, uh-huh. You know, so we're talking about a lot of solopreneurs and a lot of drop off once the uh, business gets to a certain point. What do you believe accounts for this and what can be done to improve outcomes for Black women uh, entrepreneurs?
3: And That was great that you highlighted that article because I actually read that as well. Um, there are many factors that go into why Black women's businesses do not make it to that Five year mark. You know, that five year mark is what signals success for a lot of businesses. If they get to that point, uh, they're usually going to make it. Some of the things that I've come across just in all that I've done as far as in the community and working with small business owners is the access to capital. That has kind of been like the number one, if you speak with any of the small business owners. women, you know minority women, small business owners, just as in general, um having that access to capital has definitely been a challenge, and I go back to that saying it takes money to make money, I know we all have heard that growing up, and it's true all business need all businesses need working capital, so if you're not you know able to save enough, you at least have to have access to a line of credit, which we know for a lot of minority businesses that is that is a problem. And so, um, if you're not able to sustain through the ebbs and flows of your business, that's going to be one thing that's going to be a definite challenge for you. Um, and so that's going to go back to me saying, having that relationship with your banker, that advocate for you so that they can help you to establish a line of credit. And sometimes it's just, you know, you start out small and as your business grows, you can continue to grow that line. And continue to reserve cash. So that's been number one. Um, I'd say number two is marketing your business to bring awareness to it, to continue to provide that growth. So we have an explosion now of social media. So everyone's able to get on there. And for the most part, they can do some marketing for free, but as your business matures and it continues to grow, you're going to want to invest and um, targeted social media. So there's Google platforms and some others. And that's where organizations like yours will be able to help those small business owners to know, okay, how do I pivot? And what is the next step in my evolution of marketing my business? And then a third one, um, my husband is a small business owner and he used to say this to me a lot in the very beginning. He said, you have to treat your business as a business. And you know, what he meant by that is making sure that you keep your books in order, you know, hire a bookkeeper, make sure you're paying your taxes. A lot of small businesses, they go out of business because they end up in, in trouble with the IRS. And so you want to make sure that that is something that you, you know, never get yourself in that kind of an situation because it's like never ending. But these are just some of the things that, you know, I've seen over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
0: Agree, And I've got limited experience, right, relative to the breadth of experience that you bring to the table. Um, Some of those pieces, though, are just really, really, really critical, especially when it comes to operating a business like a business, treating it like a business, knowing what that means. Um, We talk often about maintaining those business advisory relationships and so forth. Um, because wow being able to contact the CPA having that par- partner on speed dial is mm-hmm. so critical so I appreciate what you said there um, I know you want to talk a bit about um, the role of
3: a financial advisor for the business mm-hmm. owner and I definitely want to mm-hmm. give opportunity for that too Oh yes of course being a wealth advisor I would not be a great wealth advisor if I did not bring that up in this conversation but um, it's vitally important for all business owners, you know, all individuals, whether you're a business owner or not, to work with a financial advisor. You get to a point where you need to figure out where you are financially and then where you're trying to go, you know, creating that plan. And so they can help you to create a financial plan. And that's something that's like a roadmap. So as you're building your business, this is something that I always talk to small business owners about. As you're building that business and you're seeing that growth in your your business, don't forget about the personal side. You know, everyone is working so hard to build a business and, and it's doing wonderful. And then you look on the personal side and they don't have a plan. They don't know what to do with the money that they're making, so they're spending it. They're not saving for their future. They're not creating what we always talk about, that generational wealth. And of course, that's a, a topic for another discussion. But make sure that that is definitely part of your business plan to take care of the personal side and always have your estate documents in order. So meet with an estate attorney, you know, set up a will. And in some instances, you're actually going to need a trust. Have that power of attorney and your medical director that's a baseline for anything that you're going to do in your professional life you should always have those documents in place no matter what and then you can just continue to evolve from there yeah thank you so much Blair and thank you to your audience for listening I look forward to the forum and I look forward to having another conversation with you in the near
2: future take care as do I thank you Hey, this is Seiko, DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals. And I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. Welcome back to Black Wall Street Today on Smooth 88.1 WHOV.
0: Welcome back. It's Black Wall Street today with Blair Durham. We're talking now with Miss Nikki Porcher. I hope I didn't butcher it. She is the founder of Vi from a Black Woman, an advocate for black women uh, that has a list of accomplishments. We're really going to talk now about her efforts to continue this particular movement. Welcome, Nikki. How are you?
1: Hey, Blair. How are you?
0: Did I butcher your last name?
1: You didn't butcher it, but it's pronounced Porsche. It's okay.
0: Porsche. See, I started to go with Porsche. <laughs> I started to go with Porsche. <laughs> no names anyway welcome to the show and thank you so much for the work that you are uh doing in this space i'm gonna share screen for the benefit that those, for those i'm sorry for the benefit of those that are joining uh, online incredible website here talk a little bit about this work the mission that you're on um and then we'll get to the loan fund uh, later
1: you see, I thought I was sharing my screen. So that's why I was... Oh, playing. no, I'm sharing my screen. <laughs> but no, Buy From Black Women, we are a nonprofit organization. Uh, we empower, inspire, and educate Black women business owners and the people who support them. So our model is when you support a Black woman business owner, you support a whole community. Because in essence, the Black women are the ones who are uplifting, putting our communities together. So supporting Black women business owners, supporting whole communities, that's what we're doing. Uh, We were established in 2016. I'm located here in Atlanta, Georgia. I went to an event and I was the only black woman there. And I thought that was crazy because here's an event of entrepreneurs um, selling things and people are paying for their services and there were no black women represented. I was like, I have to do something. So I took what I call the buy from a black woman challenge, something I just created where I was seeking out black woman business owners and buying from there once a week and then blogging about it. The blog took traction, people were finding it, sharing it with their friends and families and loved ones, and black women who were business owners, they reached out to me and they were like, hey, I see your blog, how do I get on your blog? But in turn, other people were like, I see the work you're doing, how can I support your mission? Two things that you learn in a nonprofit is that you want people to support your mission with money, but also you want people to spread the word about and bring awareness to what you're doing. So the formula was already there, Um, I had a background in nonprofit prior to working seven years in a profit sector i said this is what i'm supposed to be doing with my life my purpose let me do this and if it's easy for me to do then i know i'm doing it correctly and it's been five years and we have not stopped since Wow, congrats to you. Super duper
0: exciting. Um, Just, you know, grateful, obviously. The statistics uh, regarding black women and entrepreneurship, you know, very interesting, right? I read just this morning, 20% of women entrepreneurs in the country are black women. Black women are the fastest growing segment of entrepreneurs. But as you sort of highlighted, they're doing it with only marginal success, right? They're leaving corporate positions where they're making six figures, they're coming into entrepreneurship, not necessarily getting the funding that they need, not necessarily gaining the traction that they need in order to really They will do what they were doing when they were working corporate, right, just in terms of maintaining the the family and so forth. So I really, you know, I took a liking when I I, uh, learned about your loan fund because I I recognize that's an important piece, right? So talk a little bit about um, the loan fund, how it works, uh, and that part of it.
1: And one thing I want people to know, like when I started Buy From a Black Woman, back in 2016, having a loan fund was not even something I thought about, something I considered. I didn't even know it was something that was possible. So for those of you who are business owners who are like, "Um, I'm not sure how to get started, you just have to start because you never know where your journey is going to take you. Um, We started off with grants, and the more and more I realized that the education was lacking when it comes to black women business owners. That's one of the things that really is putting behind the eight ball of what it means. Means, um, to actually have a business to sustain the market. You have to have money. You have to have capital. And learning that the banks have put so many different systems in place to ensure that black people, black women are not getting ahead. I knew, all right, now I have to do something, right? So the long fund came about when... Last year, we saw so many banks helping businesses, um, but the black businesses were not getting the help or the resources that they did. When it came to the COVID relief fund, the PPP, the SBA, the rules were changing every other day, basically, uh, for those who wanted to apply. We create our own PPP, we call it the Black Women Relief Fund, where we helped 24 businesses, but we knew that we needed to go further. I did some research, learned exactly what a need to actually be a financial institution. Um, and as we are applying and getting prepared to become a community development financial institution, Wonderful. one of those steps is to have a revolving loan fund to show that your mission, your model, your work is actually working. So that's how the Black Women Loan Fund came to be. Uh, we'll be providing microloans to Black women business owners who go through our accelerated education program. We don't want to just give out loans without proper education, without making sure that these Black women are prepared for success, right? It's one thing just to give the money out, um, but it's another thing to provide the tools and resources that when you do have the money, you know exactly where it needs to go, how you can use it, and then also how you can build not just your personal credit but also your business credit which is a very important piece when you have a business um we ensure that you have like your Dunce number we're helping you get business credit cards all that stuff so it's not just a loan fund it's actually us making sure that you have all the proper tools and resources to maintain your business as a black loan business owner
0: yeah And that's definitely part of the beauty of the CDFI, right? Providing that technical assistance, because again, money's not the only gap, right? Money's really only a gap because of the education gap. So you don't even have to withhold dollars from us if we've withheld the information, right? So just wraparound care. I love, love love this work you and I have a a good bit in common (laughs) so I'm super duper excited I'm like I'm gonna connect with her after the show because I need to be talking to her at least once a month (laughs) I appreciate that very cool so the online directory right so this is the consumer side of of your work
1: yeah Um, so let's be go ahead Going back to where people are like, oh, my goodness, I want to support black businesses, but I don't know who makes X, Y, Z. Right. Uh, the black woman business Directory, the online directory, we showcase businesses. We have over 500 businesses on our directory. Right. Just um, sharing your screen. You're going to make your email public. Oh yeah,
0: it's fine It's, it's fine But we got all different levels of emails Including emails just for, you know
1: See, <laughs> yeah. um, so that's the security in me So you see, I've really been out here Just making sure we're security Because of the loan fund I'm learning new levels of security oh, so Everything, right? Stuff, right yeah. so the black women online directory we have over 500 businesses and these businesses range from you know we do have our black women apparel companies but we have engineers we have people who create business plans for you those who can actually install heating and cooling systems like what you need we have on this owner directory is by a black woman business owner so we're taking away that tired excuse of i don't know where to find a business by a black woman or i don't know a black woman who makes something that's outside the realm go on a buy from black woman directory you will find it on it like there's no reason there's no excuse not to support our buy from a black woman
0: (laughs) so exciting yes so buy from a black woman directory.org right if you're looking for black women to support buy from a black woman directory.org was that right yes yes all kinds of items on here too I mean as was mentioned you know services apparel um, this is this is phenomenal
1: This is our inspired store and we call it the inspired store because we want want you to inspire other people to support and buy from Black women. So all of our apparel is to help you spread the word of consciousness and help spread the word of why it's important to support and buy from Black women. So we do have things for sale from us and we do, of course, have the business on and operate by Black women as well as you could buy too.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Candles, decor, furniture, beauty, Food and drink, um, skin care, health and wellness. Concentrated primarily in Atlanta or a lot of these things nationwide?
1: Um, so I live in Atlanta, but wherever you see a black woman business owner, that's where Black-born black owned black is. So all these businesses are all across the globe. I'm not just saying just the country. I'm saying the globe intentionally because we even do have some businesses on the record that are, you know, in London and in the mid-eastern Asian area as well. So, like, we're literally all over the place. It's so funny. There was a woman um, who's part of the community. She sent me a picture yesterday and she was, you know, in D.C. on holiday and she's like, I'm visiting the store blah, 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 blah. She's like, I went to the register and there was a buy from a black woman sticker. Now, I don't know this black woman at all. I don't know the store. I have no affiliation with it, but she had the sticker on her Rush was saying, like, hey, I'm a Black woman business owner. You need support. And it's just, like, people understand, like, the importance of support and buy from Black woman. The importance of supporting Black woman business owners. And it's one of those things that, we were able to grow our traction because of the work that we're doing. I always tell the business, you have to do the work, the work will speak for you. Um, I don't just wake up and things happen because I'm working, right? The same thing when it comes to owning an operator business, you have to do all the legwork, the the lazy work, the unsexy work, the work that nobody else wants to do. The work that
0: nobody wants to do, the work that nobody else sees, like all of that work, Yeah. yeah
1: so unfortunate that with social media people think it's just airplanes and checks and it's just not that simple not that easy there's so many other steps you have to do and that's why we make sure that education is a big component when it comes to the and black community because not only do we want to educate our business owners, but we also want to educate the consumers on the importance of spending your money where it will be properly represented and distributed to help you and your community <coughs> Are you shopping
0: right now, Blair? <laughs> I, halfway, I'm looking, I'm thinking, you know, I'm kind of <laughs> making some mental notes about some folks that I want to come back and check out. But really, you know, I'm just showcasing uh, this smorgasbord of black woman businesses that are concentrated on the buy from a black woman directory.org website. Um, this, is, this is just really, really, really exciting to me. So we know that the, the loan fund is becoming a CDFI and that's probably the what's now, what's next for you. What else is on the horizon for the organization?
1: So this summer we are going on tour. We just launched a partnership um, with H&M, the retail company, and we'll be touring 15 cities across the country to bring light and awareness to black women business owners. So we'll actually be doing pop-ups in H&Ms, bringing black women business owners inside those stores so they can share um, to the H&M consumers and clients about their businesses. Um, We'll be announcing the cities. On Friday, matter of fact, on Good Friday, we'll be announcing the cities that we're going to. But again, 15 cities and over the span of 26 days. So the whole month of July, me and my team will be traveling literally from coast to coast. We're starting in Atlanta and we're ending in LA um, just to visit with Black women business owners, to bring awareness to Black women business owners, to educate um, black women business owners and also to educate the communities on the businesses that are right there in the communities that they can support so very excited about that um, That's huge. congratulations on the partnership Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's just one of those things like we we are very intentional about our partnerships. Like we have conversations and conversations and conversations before we even say yes and then more conversations before we even announce. We wanna make sure like whoever we're partnering with understands that first we say black women over here. Like that's the first and foremost. We are here for black women, for black people, for black businesses. So we wanna make sure whoever we partner with understands that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also, we put black women first, so if it does not center black women, if it does not benefit black women, we don't want any parts of it. We are here for black women. We are here to make sure people support it and hear and seen and, of course, buy from black women. So that's our mission. That's our cause. That's our mantra. That's the name. Um, so this partnership is really bringing light to all the black women business owners who are not being seen, heard or supported, even those who are not even in the immediate buy from black woman community will benefit as well, because once you hear buy from a black woman, the first thing you're going to think about is a black woman business owner that you know, and your immediate circle, and then your next action step is going to go out and buy and support that black woman business owner. So, You know, we always want the businesses to join the directory. We do have an application process. We do do a screen to ensure. And it's so funny, um, my team member, she emailed me this morning. She's like, hey, these are three businesses. Two were owned by black men and one was owned by a white man who tried to sneak on the directory because they know people are coming to the directory. Like the directory has been mentioned so many publications and our traffic is just getting generated because people want to buy from black women. And they also know our directory is a prime resource for that. So we do our job to make sure, like, these businesses are owned by black women, right? Um, But, of course, if you are unable to join the directory, you know, just be part of the community. Like, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, You can sign up for our emails, just like Blair did. Um, Or just look out for us coming to a city near you.
0: Exciting, Nikki. (laughs) I'm delighted to meet you today. Like, in about two minutes. I know we've been highlighting um, how to connect throughout, but if there's anything you want to share in closing in terms of points of connectivity, then by all means do that.
1: Um, yeah, so like, you know, you can join our email site. Again, follow us on socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, under Buy From A Black Woman. If you are a Black woman business owner or even if you're not a Black woman business owner, we do have tons of resources for you to help you grow and sustain and market your business. You can always check those out under the Educate tab on our website. Also, we do have our own dedicated Buy From A Black Woman TV um, website. It's bfabw.tv. Once a month, we have the experts that Use our platform to educate So anything from trademark to making sure you have your sales tax and how to design for your website. Even we have an Accountability Sunday to help you plan out your month. We have resources for you to help you grow and sustain the market your business. You check that out and if you just want to connect i'm also on the you know the world wide web too under a black woman i'm true to my name true to my brand so you can find me at a black woman on instagram and my website is a black woman's website so you know there's that as well a black
0: woman's website well <laughs>
1: it's in <the> day, right <laughs>
0: Love it. Appreciate the conversation, and definitely appreciate the content and the effort and the alignment. Um, just excited to see where it goes. I, you know, I think about so we founded Black Brand, which developed uh, Black Wall Street today in 2016 as well. And one of the things I've shared, you know, people are asking me, you know, now about everything that's taking place socially and politically, and I've just expressed a lot of gratitude that we already existed as a 501c3 nonprofit, kind of. Prior to, you know, with all the corporate and philanthropic and government support around this initiative to empower the Black business community, uh, I just feel like there's never been a better time to to be doing the work that we're doing, and so um, I'm grateful to share the space with you. Actually,
1: come <laughs> on, thank you, so oh, thank you. Yeah. no doubt, no doubt you said earlier, like you have to do the work. Like people might think like, Oh now, you know, or like I'm seeing you everywhere but this five years of doing going five this, years, man. It's it's five um, years. <laughs>
0: You know, not to that. mention the time we put in before, you know, we were researching and learning and realizing what I like, you know, all of that. But anyway, we're completely out of time. Our producers, like uh, wrap it up. Um, I just want to thank you and I definitely want to thank um, our sponsors, Black Women, Milestone Mental Health Agency, as well as Apex Financial Group of Virginia and the COO team. A huge thank you to our corporate sponsors at Fulton Bank, Atlantic Union Bank, and Truist Bank. Uh, love the content from Samuel Varner. You can get more information Sam's financial corner.com. definitely check out the book Developing the Workforce of You thank you, thank you, thank you Mr. Michael Gray and Nikki Porsche with, I got it right that time <laughs> buyfromablackwoman.org uh, Instagram, Facebook buyfromablackwoman and thank you to the Black Wall Street Today community we appreciate you being here uh, this is all about building minds building connections and forging the path ahead toward business success we'll talk soon
2: Thank you for tuning in. This show is brought to you by the consulting services of Positive Vibes Incorporated. We do credit fixes. We do debt restructuring and we put money in the pockets of real estate investors. So give us a call. We can fix your credit. We can restructure your debt. And if you're a real estate investor, I would love to put thousands of dollars into your pockets. 757-932-0177. That's 757-932-0177. Phenomenon.
0: Stay with us online at
2: what you say?